From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata. I have a special guest today, Nina O'Neill, with Archer Investment Management. Before I get started, I do want to touch on the fact that the power of social media. Uh, We've never actually met in person. And we've uh, sort of conversed on social media, on Twitter. Uh, I introduced myself to you yesterday. And we said, hey, let's let's talk. Because I think she has something powerful to say with the Female Advisor Network. And I wanted to get this on a podcast because we have a ton of female advisors. I think it's an important subject to discuss in our industry. So I want to take some time to learn about it, learn about yourself, and sort of tell everyone, you know, what you got going on with this network. Okay. So I'm an advisor myself and have been since 2006. I started my career in the wirehouse in a training program, went independent in 2009. So 2019, my partner and I celebrated 10 years together. My business partner is male. Um, uh, We've enjoyed the male-female dynamic, but I've definitely seen a difference in his experience as an advisor and mine. And we're about the same age, so it's really not an age difference. whether how I'm treated on the phone, um, from people calling into the office if I ever answer the phone, or experiences at conferences, um, the way that I have to fight a little bit harder for credibility or have had in my career than he has. So um, that's been frustrating for me for for many years. And um, really also being independent and then starting my career alone as a solo financial advisor, even in a, in a wirehouse program with people all around me, I just didn't feel like I had a real community. Well, let, me, let me ask you a question. Okay. Like when you say experiences, you mean like, hey, is your husband an advisor when you're at a cocktail party or hey, hon, or like what, what are you touching upon in the different experiences that you had? So a lot of that, a lot of the entertainment for financial advisors or at different events from the industry involves a lot of male, typically male hobbies. Yeah, yeah. I actually love most of those things, but I don't necessarily want to do them in a competitive environment or sometimes when I'd rather rest instead of sit, like rest by the pool versus going to play golf. And so, but then you're left out of those networking opportunities and relationship building opportunities. But also it is the, um, I call it the the long hug. Um, The, you know, the people get a little handsy sometimes at the cocktail things Uh, or later in the evening. Um, I can feel uncomfortable sometimes. I'm just the only girl in the the bar maybe sometimes or one of a handful or in meetings and you just feel like you stand out, but, it, but more than anything, being very dismissed. Um, not assumed to be the advisor, assumed to be the wife of my partner, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, or the assistant. So even if I'm at an industry event with mostly financial advisors, I am frequently still asked, who do I work for? Do work for yeah. And there seems to be a genuine shock <laughs> at times that I am an advisor. Yeah. Uh, at lunch today, I sat with a, a, a great guy uh, and it was very flattering. He said he wanted to sit with some young people and find out the new thing. <laughs> and I was like, I, I like what? And he's like, what's, you know, what's the new thing? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I've been doing it too long. Yeah, yeah. And he said, well, I don't understand. Yeah. And I was like, I'm almost 40. And he was visibly shocked. It, again, it, I wasn't insulted, but that's a pretty frequent um, thing for me is to not be assumed to be the tenured, you know, credible long-term advisor yeah. that I am. I've, I've been an advisor since 2006 and had a great career. Um, so what I wanted to do with that is, I, I, you know, I, I talked to a lot of women over the years and 
I kept thinking about like where's where's our community, where where's our our network, where because we were all having the same shared experiences yeah. but separately, and kind of dealing with the same issues. Starting a family as a young female and growing a business was very very difficult. Um, as a young female, having employees has been an interesting mm -hmm. dynamic because if they're older, that's a that's a kind that's, of tough dynamic. Hard, yeah. um, if they're a younger female, or I've had younger I've had younger male team members, so there's just a lot of things that I've dealt with that aren't unique to me, and I felt like we could, where can we find a way to network together? And, and it is called the Female Advisor Network, and it's designed to be a community. Um, you can interact digitally, mm -hmm. so we have a, a closed social network of our own with a lot of topics in there like marketing, um, media and speaking opportunities, so if something like inside ETFs yeah. or organizations come to me, I actually have a repertoire of women and what topics they like to speak or write about okay. and yeah. reporters. And you'll give that to the reporter? And I'll give that okay. to the reporter, the conference organizer, um, and so that's a great way for me to help get women at events on stage and and help with the diversity um, that's kind of been lacking at a lot of industry events. We also try to do conference connections at industry events where they don't always already have a, a, a women's event so that in the beginning women can connect together yeah. and maybe even have a buddy throughout the, the time um, that they're there. The community connections that we have. Um, those are just launching, and so we had one in Atlanta, and we, we just we had to cancel some of them in January due to weather in different parts of the country. But um, so basically, you can be an ambassador as a member for your area. We'll provide all of the marketing of the event, but it's really just coffee, lunch, or a happy hour once a month to get together with other female advisors in your area. Okay. Um, and then we have a partner marketplace, which is one of my favorite parts of the organization mm -hmm. because. It's, it's a way for other resources in the industry that are not advisors, mm -hmm. but provide products or services for advisors to support the network. And what they do is there's no cost for them to join the partner marketplace. I do vet every partner and make sure that their agenda is aligned with ours, and that's simply to help the members. And through, then they have discounts and whatnot. And they, to work yep. So they have discounted and promotional pricing. Okay. And, and so it's, it's going to be your fintech providers. Um, we're expanding into like some health and beauty options okay. um, with national companies, and then also we have some coaching programs. Um, it, it's really designed to also be a repertoire where I know fintech has exploded yeah. over the last few <laughs> yeah. years. I joke that it, all the time that it's like dog years. One year is now what seven years used to be, and so it is a place that's kind of archived a lot of great, really great vendors mm. in the fintech space. Some of the best ones that we have out there available to us. Um, and they're also offering educational resources about what their product and service okay. is. Of course, I mean, if they're going to offer discounts, it's only fair that they. Yeah, they talk want. About their we want. Yeah, yeah. And, and we want the members to be able to go to one spot and see some great options, um, and then maybe talk to other other members that have used it, um, okay. so they can go on our closed social media and say, "Hey, I'm looking at an e-money or a red tail, you know, CRM or what, whatever," and then we can say, oh, well, here are the ones that are in the partner marketplace okay. or who's used the ones that we're looking at. So that's a nice way to collaborate. Okay. Um, and you have to be an advisor, right? We talked about this off camera. There's no wholesalers or back end ways of someone trying to get in the group. And yeah, no. Um, so that's the only requirement is okay. that you have to be a producing female advisor. Okay. Um, we've even had a man join and it was wonderful. He <laughs> wanted to support the organization and it, it was a very genuine, um, but 
it, that's that's the intention is okay. that it is just female financial advisors um, but students female students of any background can also join um, and so we wanted to be, give them access early to okay, so students who aren't advisors can join if they're interested in that yeah okay. in, in any college program okay. and so um, just trying to get the word out to a lot of the CFP programs and finance departments but the idea with that is they can go on, look at the membership directory. Um, we have a closed membership site, and then we have a public site. Okay. So as members, they see different um, material, but they would have access to any of the local events. Um, if I live in the Raleigh, North Carolina area where there are a lot of universities and, and colleges, and so if a student in that area is a member, they can go look and see what advisors are our members in their area and uh, are encouraged to reach out so to them. So are, are you partnering with any of the schools or no, you're just making it available? We've just l let them know okay. it's available. Okay. Um, there are so many things I want to do with the, or yeah. the network yeah, and yeah. that's one of them and there's going to be some pretty exciting things rolling out in 2020. Um, but it's I have a big day job yeah, too. Exactly. So this has been a passion project yeah. and it's been amazing. Um, and I've just, the, the membership that we have, because they go under review and I, I do go look at each member and make sure they're they're an advisor but okay. through that I've seen how many amazing women are out there, out there. yeah well and I want to touch on really something impressive. that you talked about earlier that you know inclusion is a big thing mm -hmm. right uh, Christopher you had mentioned uh, off-camera about Goldman Sachs you know saying they're not going to take companies public that don't have a certain amount of women on the board things like that and I was talking to someone the other day a female who said you know she got approached for a speaking slot and she was kind of pissed off because she said it was just for them to check the box and my take on it was like, who gives a shit? Let them check the box, but grab it. You know, the only way that it's gonna change is if people take those opportunities. But what are your thoughts on that? Because I know I talked to someone else who had a very different opinion. So, I mean, I, I look at it both ways. So I think it's the approach. And I think what happens is there's a genuine want to promote. I, 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 I genuinely believe that. But I've been approached this way multiple times and it's very um, frustrating. And I, and I kind of try to p politely point out that maybe wasn't the best way to ask me. It's, I mean, I might get asked to be on a panel or, part of, or participate in something or speak and it's positioned as we need females on the stage. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to, I want to be up there because I do want female representation. I just wish it were presented a little differently. Like we think you add valuable information did you, on- Did you say no? No, I've always taken the opportunity okay, yeah. because I do think that it's a great opportunity to get women on stage. Now, I've said no where I felt that I was not the right person for the topic for, oh yeah, for sure, and yeah. said, let me, let me, this was relatively recently actually with a, with a reporter. Um, I said, I am not, she presented it differently, but it, it, as they said, I said, I'm not the, the expert on this topic. Mm -hmm. Neither is my business partner, but and I know that you would prefer to quote a female. Let me look through my list of media resources yeah. and see if there's a better a better fit. Okay. And um, she had to get things turned around really quickly, and so I, I I was able to get to her deadline in time, and I had to tell her that. But when we were going back and forth, but that's an example of how I can still try to at least do my part in getting females out on, on the them, you know yeah. in the media on the podium. But I also do feel like. I really don't believe that someone should be on the stage just to be on the stage or asked to be on the stage. I think they need to be still the best resources and, and be chosen because they give the best value to the audience. Because as, a, as an audience participant, I don't want someone thrown up there just because they're of color or they're yeah. female. Um, you know, because there, even though there are fewer numbers of us out there, mm -hmm. 
there are experts out there Correct. In, in, yeah. in the in, in any area we can think of that could be on stage. So I, I do disagree with the intention of checking the box to check the box. And some of it looks forced, frankly, when you look at agendas of industry events, it looks like they're just trying to curate something. Yeah, yeah. And um, while I, I do appreciate the intention, it's um, that's not the only way you get inclusion. You know, it's also are you having are you making the people there comfortable? Are you having conversations around some of these topics? Not in you know, a female panel for a group of only female <laughs> yeah. participants talking about being a female yeah. advisor is great, but it's really not. The men in the audience need to hear it mm -hmm. because that's who's going to cha make change based on numbers. Yeah. There's just more of you guys than there are of us girls out yeah. there. Um, and so I think it's one of those things where it's going to take time. It's gonna, listen, I, with this and conference, I got approached to speak and they gave me a couple topics and I said, listen, I, I'm not an expert on any of those. Like, so I'm not going to go up there and just make something up. And the guy was like, well, that's a breath of fresh air because most people would just, you know, just take, the just take it to get on stage. And so they find something that's sort of more up my alley. And so, yeah, I think it's a that's balance. That's what happened to yeah, me too exactly. here. Yeah, I went back and I said, look, I looked at the agenda and there's just no, I'm not an ETF expert. I'm yeah. here to, I'm, I'm going to learn as much as I can um, as we continue to use more ETFs. But uh, I said, but I don't need, you know, I don't have to be on stage. I appreciate you wanting to include me. And um, so we, and they came back and said, actually, we've got a great, yeah. idea and um, so uh, Josh Brown, Casey Smith and Nate Garassi and I are going to talk tomorrow about advisor compensation models and, and uh, value add okay. proposition. And something that you feel comfortable about. I am very yeah. um, well versed in, okay. in how I make money. So. <laughs> and, but, but I mean I'm also I've, I've spoken openly on my on my opinion yeah. of it. I've, I've been quoted in the media and written about it and been on podcasts about it. So it's, it's not a topic that is foreign to me and it's one that I believe in. Okay. And so that was a great fit and, and I think personality wise it's going to be a really fun um, presentation. presentation. Okay. And so yeah. But well let's circle back to the network. Okay. Um, what are the costs uh, and how does someone sort of get started? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's one ninety nine a year for the professional membership, and then forty nine dollars a year for the student membership. You can go right on femaleadvisornetwork.org okay. and click join, and um, there's a membership page with more of the member benefits than okay. I talked about. But, but for the record, that's too cheap. I know. I found out that after Cheap's the fact, it's yeah, it's inexpensive. It's uh, a lot of work to run and build, yeah. and that's been really exciting. Um, I have someone that to hire pretty much full time, dedicated to to that organization, and so which is great. But um, yeah, I, I wanted it to be a palatable expense, accessible and accessible yeah. to anyone wherever they are in their career. And, but also, there's uh, it, you know. I want people to invest in it mm -hmm. and not just take it lightly to join, that there's enough financial commitment that they're really participating. And every email that we get or issue that we have with the website or anything, it takes time uh, to, to manage uh, you know, every partner for partner yeah. marketplace we're talking to. So, And then there's work to get them in and we don't charge them anything. Mm -hmm. We're just asking that they help our members. The partners, so, okay. Yeah, yeah so um, the one thing that I did want to mention because it's been the, I think, most uh, impactful for me thing that's happened with the organization is, and it was the kind of first idea I had was I was going to do a retreat. So we held our, we're going to do annual retreats okay. and we held I our first one. I saw that with Orion was helping out on yeah, that, Yeah, so right? we, yeah. we uh, co kind of co-put it on with Orion. They were our only sponsor and, okay. and we really just wanted to uh, do a, a really nice kind of luxurious mm -hmm. experience over a weekend in a, um, 
very low key, just peaceful. Lots of golf and ski shooting. No, no, <laughs> uh, there was shopping and wine though. Um, but so we did it at the inn in Ser at Serenby and, and took over the whole inn outside mm -hmm. of Atlanta and it was just amazing. We had women from all over the country. It was like transformational for me because I really saw the vision that I was hoping for come to life mm -hmm. and for people to walk away having had what I hoped and that was kind of change and like really positive um, energy and, and some connections that were made were awesome. Yeah. I think we'll all be kind of lifelong friends. So That's, listen, uh, I can't the, wait for the I, next I one. I will say one of the reasons I wanted to get you on here is because- And thank you so much. Because yeah, no, our, our top four producers are all women. And how that came about is you go to these different conferences and they would have golf and all these male centric events. And I never did any of that. And then they'd be like, all right, well you guys can all go to the spa and sit around. And then we were all, and there was nowhere to go. There wasn't a yeah. network. There wasn't anyone to lean on. So we just all kind of hung out and went to the bar and stuff like that. It's a little weird to hang out together in robes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I think it's important to have this out there. And obviously with social media the way it is, it's, 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 you can spread the message faster. So first and foremost, I appreciate you for coming Thank on. You so and, much. and having this network. And we'll do our part to spread the word and, and hopefully get you guys some, some members that can help spread the word even more. Thank you. Thank you very I much. I appreciate it. it. Yes. Thank you. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.